Hello, and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur. And every week, I'm bringing you no-nonsense, no-BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Hello, hello again. It is Andrea with the Profitable Practice Podcast here again with a wonderful episode for you. Now, the big thing that I did when I started my practice was I um, hooked up with my mom and my mom is a realtor and she is a complete extrovert and she would just go around and everyone in my town knows my mom. Everyone thinks she's like the most amazing lady and I'm not, I'm an introvert, but she was part of this women in networking group in our small town in Caledonia. So she invited me to go with her. And so we were networking with these ladies and I kind of caught the networking bug a little bit and started to look up at meetup groups and other networking groups in my area and started to show up to them. And I found it incredibly valuable, especially just starting out when you're building that reputation around your business. Um, But it's also, for an introvert at least, very exhausting. And it's not always the most fun uh, time of my evening is kind of feeling a little bit inauthentic and forced to kind of meet people and you go through the same elevator speech and get to know people. So for me, networking really did not really jive with me, but I also know how valuable networking is seeing the referral network that I've created with practitioners in my area and how significant that has helped me grow. And this is something that I thought was really important for us to have on the show, introvert, extrovert, or otherwise, you do need to reach out of your clinic and start to get to know and build relationships with professionals and people outside of your office. This is probably the best tactic and the best way to get people to to send you patients. Um, And you can see that in our Facebook feeds, people that have cultivated wonderful relationships with medical doctors or osteopaths or have invited these practitioners into their office to now become associates and work right alongside them. You can't do that without building relationships. And as I said, from an introverted perspective, this is a very scary thing for me and people that I've had on strategy calls and coaching calls, it just doesn't feel like a comfortable thing that they can do. But once they figure out the technique to doing it and giving the networking purpose as opposed to just showing up and hoping somebody talks to you or you build that relationship can have a tremendous impact on how you grow your practice. And what I mean by that is, And I just hired an accountability coach because the one thing I've found in my business is I know a lot of how to do everything and I'm really good at helping other people get things done, but I'm not so good at organizing my own life because I can be distracted so quickly with family, emails, and all these other things. So my accountability coach said, you know, you can go to a referral network, but you can't just go for the sake of going. You want to go with a purpose and that could be My goal is to get three new leads and um, follow up with them tomorrow and take them out to coffee and build that relationship. Or my goal is to book at least one new patient to come into my office and see what it is that I have to do. Or my goal is to get 
five new emails on my newsletter list um, to capture new leads. Like you don't want to be approaching networking as just a way to talk and schmooze and maybe get some free food out of it. You need to use it to help to grow your practice. So I brought on Serena Goldstein, who, as you'll find out in the interview, was my very, very first coaching client. And she has done such a tremendous job with her business. Everything I told her to do, she took with a pitbull-like focus and just like mastered it, did it, got it out there and just kept rolling. So she has really, really kicked up the whole networking side uh, a tremendous notch and has really grown her business that way. So I wanted to bring her on to help share kind of how she's cultivated these relationships, how to network, how not to network, so that you can start incorporating that into your practice. So before we get started there, as always, this podcast is being sponsored by my 7-Day Detox program. This program was created in office, so I've been executing it with patients pretty much since I graduated, and it is still to this day one of the best in-office programs that I have. And in the uh, 7-Day Detox program kit, you get all my protocols, the supplements that I use, the sales emails, you get my seven-day email flow that you give to your patients as soon as they sign on, and that is available on the website maximizebusiness.ca forward slash the number seven day detox program. So check that out because I firmly believe everybody needs to have an in-office program. Whether you use mine as a template or whether you use it as is, is completely up to you, but it is definitely something you want to check out. So go to the website there and let's now start my interview with Serena. Hi, Serena. It's so nice to see you again. You as well. Now, nobody knows this, but Serena was actually my very first coaching client. Like before I saw any coaching clients, I think even before I even put it out there that I was seeing coaching clients, you reached out to me out of nowhere. I think I just put my website up and you and I have been now like talking back and forth and working together for at least I want to say a year and a half now, if not longer. Yeah. It's so great. Well, and then great. and then the coolest thing about all of this is uh, my podcast person, I've hired her to find people to come onto my show. And then I get this email saying, oh, I just reached out to Serena Goldstein and she's going to be on your show today. And I was like, oh my goodness, how funny is this? Not like Brittany doesn't know anything about our relationship. She just thinks you're a naturopath. That would be good to have on the show. So before we started recording, you're telling me this really cool story about how the universe often will, you know, when you attract and you want to attract something, universe finds a way. So definitely tell everybody um, a little bit about yourself and kind of the unique way that you got onto the show too. Yeah. So I practice here in the middle of Manhattan. So original born and bred New Yorker. And then I was out West for almost 10 years between undergrad and medical school. I went to NCNM. And then when I moved back to start my practice, I was getting frustrated because I always kept seeing some of the same naturopathic doctors around, but then hearing maybe there were more. So then I'd start seeking them out and meeting with them. And I'd be learning all these different tactics around business and everything. And so when I came back, it's like, okay, we're primary care. And but that's not really the case because we're not licensed here. And I found that there was always such a deficit in our business classes because they were um, 
talking about how to open up shop in a licensed state. And then fast forward when I had rebranded with another business coach and then Andrea, that's how I found you after it's like, okay, I, I rebranded, but then what are these next steps? Um, in addition to practice, you have to get your name out there. And then once you have that foundation, I started thinking of further ventures you know, as far as, all right, so I have a great presence on, like I've written for Mind Body Green and Bustle and Spark People. Okay, I've been on some radio and TV segments. Then I started having people say, you should be on podcasts. All right, well, another business venture I'm starting to consider is teaching people how to network, and especially naturopathic doctors. How do we condense all that we do into something really specific? And that's so much what I do is going out there and talking to people and learning all, you know, what people respond to. And that morning that I was researching all these top podcasts, and then all of a sudden that was when your assistant emailed me of, hey, do you want to be on a podcast? And even though it wasn't for health and wellness specifically, it was like, wow, as I was starting to really brainstorm, okay, maybe go to colleges and start you know, targeting like the seniors or the soon to be graduates, you know, starting to open that piece up to the universe and then hearing about your podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, I have the perfect topic. <laughs> <laughs> like everything just sort of aligns. Right. Yeah. And I think the, the most important step for anybody who's listening is when you want something, you do have to ask. You have to start putting some effort in to show, I like to say, to show the universe that you want this to happen, that you want um, the opportunities to start to flow to you and be accepting of them. And so often we get so caught up in our mind, like, this is what I want to do. And then we start getting, you know, tripped up and we get afraid. And what are my next steps? And what do I do next? And then we don't make any moves. So you know, doing little things like that, it's amazing how much the universe is listening and you don't even realize that it is. So I think that's such a cool story that like how just it completely circled around and I'm just thrilled to have you on the show. Yeah, and it's weird because I actually didn't even email them. I just literally checked out a few mm -hmm. websites that morning because honestly, it was a little intimidating because I'm like, all right, the, they have a lot of followers. on. Okay, but it's okay. I looked, it's there and... Yeah, it just has to be being open to it. Now, let's start from you starting off in an unlicensed state. And how how is it building a practice in an unlicensed state versus a licensed state or province? Like, how did you find that part of growing your business to be? Oh, it is nothing like what they tell you in school. They teach you how, well, actually, I graduated a number of years ago. They didn't even talk about social media. So really what I had going for me was that I am from New York City, so at least I was going back home. Um, at least I could have some connections because I did go to a private high school. Okay, so there was an alumni association. Maybe I also had my state association because I have a lot of continuity there. But at the end of the day, people shift and change, and then so do I, because now I'm starting this practice, and we're told, like, you're valid, you have these credentials, your primary care, but you go to an unlicensed state, and every time I would talk to people about our education and what we do, oh, do you prescribe? Wait, but if you're not licensed, what can you do? Maybe you should become an MD instead. And... 
the, so there was just a lot of, but if you're not primary care, then what are you? And that in and of itself is going to take another type of soul searching that we don't really get when we're in medical school. And then they don't really talk about once again, I have colleagues now just starting to pop up with, Hey guys, like my Facebook page. That could be something you have right from the get go. Mm -hmm. Really easy that, you know, one could easily start in medical school, you know, to start building. So coming back to an unlicensed state, that's a hurdle getting your name out there in and of itself. Cause you have to network like a crazy person. And, yeah. And that's why we have you on the show is because you have really created a phenomenal practice through networking. But the, I always think of the questions that I'm assuming that the listeners are thinking of. So of for those that are in an unlicensed state or a licensed state for that matter, or province or wherever you are, um, what is the then elevator speech that you give to people that have that kind of response to you being that you're an unlicensed naturopath. So why don't you just you know, choose another career. What do you say to those people? I say that we learn so much that it's also a matter of navigating through all our modalities because a lot of people don't even know that it's four to five years of medical school. And then to have some sort of, you know, they could latch their minds onto, it's the same, you know, federal loans as MDs. So it really is a medical program. And then I say that we're right in the middle. I could speak all the conventional language and all the natural language. So even though I'm a consultant, that we also start treating people while we're in medical school, because that's where I'll get the question, oh, what about residency? What about mm -hmm. this? But it's like, no, because we're also asking you to drink some water and eat a vegetable. Oh, okay. And then how pharmaceuticals are further down the line but it's not like, oh, do everything, because a lot of the times people just need natural. And then usually if pharmaceuticals do need to be brought on board, they generally have no and have an MD, you know, somewhere in their line. Mm -hmm. So really explaining that we're right in the middle and that we can speak both languages, because especially when you're working with the natural professionals, which I could talk further about how to grow your referral network, and like the acupuncture, massage, physical therapy, and so forth, maybe their clients aren't really getting better, but you know that they're not going to want to see an MD because no one likes conventional medicine anymore. So now that we're set up to really spend time with people, because then you could also talk to people about what your first visit really means. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, so you really are thorough. This is a medical degree. You really are going through everything, navigate, and then all the herb, and then saying, oh, we know the herb drug nutrient interactions mm -hmm. who are trained in that sense. So when you were just starting out, because I know you also really wanted to specialize in women's health and hormones, and is that still the case to this day? Yes, very much so. So knowing that this was kind of your niche, how did you start to branch out then to start to grow your practice? Because I think networking is, this is, you know, how I started and I still cultivate a lot of those relationships to this day. So describe your steps and in as much detail as you can, because I always like to make these shows almost like mini trainings, if you will, like execution steps. This is what you did. Um, how did you start this whole networking process for your business? So what I will say is that don't go to an unlicensed state and start parading around like a primary care because that's where all those questions really did come from. 
of, oh, maybe you should get another degree, but then can't you do this? And just accept that pe- that when you say doctor, people just have this concept of you're in an office 24-7. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, though, the naturopathic doctors that I shadowed here in New York were always very mobile and practicing in multiple states. So now, for example, I use electronic health records and I drop ship supplements. I packaged my visits instead of going fee per service. Mm-hmm. And so that's also it's so it's a, my practice is a little on the more unconventional side, so to speak. But when I really niched out, people just see your passion and then I would just really go to any networking event, um, you know, that I could find. Meetup.com was a really good place for me to start because I noticed, I actually did go to the functional forum a little bit, but I realized that they want to know a lot of what I do. They're, it just, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Very friendly with a lot of the docs there. I know a lot of people there. But that's when I shifted to, oh, okay, well, I'm not a primary care. I can't prescribe. Who else can I compliment? Oh, I went on meetup.com, searched natural and health, and emailed how many godforsaken yoga, Pilates, personal trainers. I probably shot out about 80 to 100 cold emails. So then you shoot this many emails. You talk to this right. one, really develop a relationship with the close few. Now, in the uh, being able to give, if someone can't give you a direct client, which I know is what a lot of people think, oh, but to grow my business, I have to get patience. Well, that's true. But what if you know how to ask for people who, in that sense, may give you patience as well? So that's when I started reaching out to all these natural professionals who maybe didn't know that someone like me existed. Mm -hmm. And, And they're like, oh, we were looking someone like you who knows the natural but who knows the conventional because once again their clients are not going to their mds because they probably don't have insurance or whatever Mm -hmm. and then they start taking you to networking events as well and honestly i was burning myself out going to all these random networking events because eventually too we could always talk about what it means to build a relationship Mm -hmm. Um, fast forward i've been in bni or business networking international for about for a little over a year now And that flipped my networking on its head because you have to learn how to get super specific and be on your game every week. On the other hand, because I'm also in, you know, target women's health or general, or put this way, women are much more likely to come in than men. So yes, I actually have a few male patients, weight loss, energy and all. I love the hormonal piece. Um, But generally speaking, women are the ones who are going to come in. Yeah. And that's when I also joined a women's networking group. Um, And then or sometimes I'll visit some other women's networking groups. But it is nice to have at least those two. Um, There's other general networking. I feel like the more people you meet, then they'll once again, even if they don't have a patient for you or, you know, like a direct, maybe they'll bring you to their networking you know it's because it's something for them to offer because in their head that means you get to think of them too like if you need someone like them, yeah first ones to pop up so eventually I started getting brought to all these different circles and then it really does too take about a year for people to get to know even that you're around Mm -hmm. and remember Um, you and uh, yep And I remember uh, there's a very seasoned acupuncturist who I like to refer to. And she's probably, yeah, been been out like seven, eight years. And she says, honestly, everywhere else is two to three years is New York's 
four to five years. So based on, you know, where you are too, it's takes longer. Yeah, it's possible. So So the first thing that I, I'm coming from an introverted perspective. So I'm a huge introvert. When I started my practice, I definitely went to a few networking groups and it served its purpose. Like I got to meet people and feel it out, but I'm not the best person to like walk up to somebody and start a, a conversation. People typically have to come to me. And then of course I just make all the conversation about them and I don't talk about myself. So I was hoping you could maybe for those that are introverts or those that are shy or those that are like, oh, you know, I'd like to go to these networking groups, but I'm just not sure how to act or or what to do. Describe how your first couple of networking events went and kind of how you got into your rhythm and and how you kind of evolved into making them really pan out for you and building those relationships. So I'm sure the first couple of ones, well, I know you're an extrovert. I know that you are. But um, just kind of walk through what the whole experience is like and what you would recommend to people that are a little bit maybe more on the shy side about this. Yeah. So for those, um, definitely, you know, start talking to anyone you know that is really extroverted and knows a lot of people because that way, you could just say, hey, I know you know a lot of people. Do you know anyone in these professions? And then they can just directly link you. So that takes away the whole going to a random networking event or maybe if they're going to something, have them bring you along, especially if it's different professions. It's not like you need to then latch on to them, you know, the rest of the evening. Um you know, another piece of advice too is wear something really interesting. So then people will just want to come over and talk to you. So then you can just kind of stand there and, you know, and it doesn't even have to be a super lengthy conversation. Um, at the end of the day, you're still making a relationship with someone and be like, you know, what's your favorite food? Where have you traveled recently? Just literally getting to know them. And how many times did you find it took for you to continuously be in contact with someone or see them at the networking groups before you really felt like you created a legitimate relationship with that other professional? Oh, man. Um, God, I mean, I know they say at least 11 times, but, you know, much less, though. Um, You know, usually what I would do is, you know, like if you're at certain networking events, especially if you make some small talk with someone and that's what it is. It could literally just be small talk. You'll get their business card. So that's the thing is, and actually, so yes, I am very extroverted in that sense, but deep down, I very much have introverted qualities mm-hmm. in a, it's in a big group. Like, you know what, let me grab your business card and then we'll go for coffee mm-hmm. away from, you know, just yeah. all the stimulation. And then I'd say then I usually spend about an hour with people. I've done Skype or phone call, um, you know, or once again, or even just a coffee meeting. And then that's when you really get to know them. But when you spend that time and you find ways to connect outside of business, then you can ask, oh, how can I help you? Do you want to know any professionals? Do you want to go through my LinkedIn vice versa? So I would say the time is more quality than quantity. Um, depending on, let's say if they're really into health, because I don't always like to put people on the spot. I have a newsletter and FYI MailChimp has an app. So you could literally have your phone, okay. right there. you know, especially if they don't have a business card. Well, how are you going to keep in touch? Rely on the fact that 
I, I don't trust people enough to rely that they'll email me. So if they're really into health, I'll just say, hey, would you like to sign up for my newsletter? At least that way I'll have your email and so forth. So, so what you're talking about right now is the follow-up sequence, which they always say the power is in the follow-up. It's not in the introduction. It's not collecting those names. It's really in the follow-up sequence. So for you, do you have a strategy once you've collected that business card or that contact? Do you say, okay, I'm going to make sure I contact them by tomorrow and set a date for a call or a coffee? Or do you have like an Excel spreadsheet of how you keep track of all of these things? So I actually have which is where, and I'll weed through it. I have one of these. She's showing a Rolodex for those that aren't watching the video. Yeah. Like a good old fashioned recipe card Rolodex. (laughs) Exactly. And actually every so often I'll go through various categories. And if I can't, if their face doesn't come up when I look at a business card, I either put it on the back burner if I really don't have anyone like that or I'll throw it out. Because when I recommend people, I want to, make something personal mm-hmm. and I, you know, want to remember them too. Um, so as far as the follow-up, like if I'm at, especially if I'm at an evening event, sometimes I'll, you know, email them the next afternoon. I really try to keep it within the two days. Okay. Plus maybe it's a Thursday night. Maybe I'll do it like Monday afternoon or something. So the fact is Monday morning, people are just so, you know, like in over their eyeballs from the weekend, um, or, you know, people want to enjoy their weekends, too. And most heart attacks happen on Monday anyways. <laughs> um, and then so I'll usually just say, hey, you know, it was really nice to meet you. I really enjoyed our conversation. So this is where a little small talk, you could remind them of what you talked about. Mm-hmm. And, oh, they'll remember you as well. And hopefully they'll have a smile on their face and say, hey, you know, I'd love to learn more about you and your business, how I can help. Would you have some time to meet in the next week or two for coffee? So that's the call to action. And I actually noticed my, I would get 95% plus meetings when I would actually say, let's do this in the next week or two. Because, Because worst case scenario, you know, they would say, oh, we're on vacation. We'll be back. Great. You write it down in your calendar when that person will be back and you follow up. If you haven't heard from them in about a week or so, you could shoot them another and say, hey, you know, sometimes people can get really busy and and your email can just kind of, but I I would say really after two to three times, if they haven't responded, just move on to the next one. Yeah. Now, have you ever gone as far as doing um, treatment swaps so you can get a feel for how they treat versus how you treat? If they offer, I've actually, I've had a massage therapist offer, um, which I fortunately did take him up on. Um, see, I've, I have had a few people as an offer, but sometimes they will say, oh, well, can I have a consult? Like, you know, swapping their services for a consult. I tried that once or twice. And to be honest, I, it left a bad taste in my mouth. I found that it didn't work. Um, at the end of the day, yes, I know I'm in an unlicensed state. We're not seen as MD, doctor, doctor. But the fact is, is we know the way it, yes, we can make them feel better for the next few days, but that's not our medicine. Our medicine mm-hmm. is healing. And if I'm not going to be dedicated to their services, 
and they're only just wanting a swap because chances are they probably just have a couple of questions and want to pick your brain for something. So it's kind of a waste of time if both, you know, both parties aren't truly invested. But however, that said, if, you know, they did say, hey, I'd love for you to just get a feel for literally, you know, is it like the massage therapist literally feel for what I do. I'd love for you to come by, you know, literally no strings attached. This is just them offering. Great. I'd love to take them up on it. Now, based on the relationships that you've cultivated with these professionals, what has come of it other than patient referrals? Has anything major come of it, like opportunities to write in those magazines or speak somewhere or do some sort of like extra, um, I don't know, networking platform with them? What, what are some of the cool things that have come of creating these relationships? Oh, man. I, and it's funny because, you know, especially as I just renewed my BNI membership now for two years, I have a lot of people. And I know BNI is not cheap. It certainly took me some time to really, you know, wrap that concept around my head and to join and meet every week, especially at seven in the morning. Um a lot of, once again, it's not always what you know, but who you know. And I realized that a lot of the opportunities that I've had have come from also knowing who to ask for, uh, asking to meet MDs, asking to meet natural professionals. Um, and sometimes even if I don't wind up using the people or like PR people, at least I have them in my back pocket. Um, I have gotten some TV segment opportunities. One of the things I also learned too is how to pitch other professionals. So like there's a love coach who has, you know, has had a radio, sorry, not a radio, a TV segment on a Time Warner cable out in Staten Island where we recorded some shows there. And I said, hey, you're teaching people how to date, but if they're bloated or the women can't go out mm-hmm. or and all that, let me talk about some natural ways. So, you know, very different professions, but being able to create that synergy. Yes. And that opportunity for yourself too. So I wanted, you just talked about BNI and that's come up often with some of the um, people that I've coached with or talked with. For those that aren't familiar with what BNI is, can you elaborate on that? Of course. It's a total cult. And And I say that with very dry sense of humor. It's, it's really, um, what I noticed when I was out there networking and going to all these different events and, you know, at the same time, as much as you're trying to, to promote yourself, you'll also find that there's a like I learned, you know, so there's also a lot of coaches, a lot of people who in a way could do what we're doing. And that's where it's so important, you know, and then I know they don't, I don't know how much to talk about this in school either. like, finding yourself and what you stand for and your passion, because that's eventually what will make you different and just makes you, you mm-hmm. so burning myself out networking. And you're not really seeing the same people. You could have so many coffee meetings. And once again, how do you really keep in touch with them? Maybe, well, every few months they come to the forefront of your head randomly and you'll shoot them an email to see how they're doing. But then, um, so BNI, It's an international networking group where each chapter has one of every profession. And we meet every morning, you know, summer in the evening, but at least in the morning, it's where I find like people will stay after. You're generally people are fresh, or at least they'll run right to the coffee and now they're feeling better. 
and it's done in a very uniform way like every meeting is run the same way but yet every chapter has a different feel either I've been to chapters of 20 people I've been to chapters of 80 people um, some have really big health and wellness some not as much and the fact that it keeps you on your game one of the best pieces of advice I ever got which makes you do this is when you're talking about yourself and what you do, you watch people's responses. Mm. Just talk about your profession. What grabs people? Oh, like if I say, oh, I'm right in the middle, speak both languages, it's five years of medical school, this is where, oh, people's eyes may start to mm -hmm. light up. And then that's like, okay, right, in the, like I was at a new chat or a chapter that I hadn't subbed in a while. That's, those were the talking points I used. And then sometimes I'll go a little more general with what we do. So for me, BNI, it just really helped flip my networking on its head. Now, you said there was a cost associated. So what is it? Is it a monthly, an annual cost? So there's an annual cost for everyone. And actually, the prices just went up. Um, I think it's like it's $4.95 for a year. And then I want to say $7.75 for two years. Mm hmm and then the sometimes there's quarterly costs, monthly costs. Granted, from what I've heard, New York is going to be quite a bit higher um, than most cities. As I've heard it, I remember someone in Portland, they may have said it was their chapter was maybe $30 a month, if even. Um, personally, here, I found it could range from 275 to 325 per quarter. Okay. So, so it's an investment, but you said it turned your networking on its head. So what does that mean? Well, um, actually, it's well, the business coach in our group, she, you know, she made a really good point. She says, this is like your, um, the most continuous business coach you'll ever have. Because what's really cool, too, is that depending on the chapter, and this is what I found in mine, you can have a lot of seasoned professionals. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed is that while I was out looking for the right chapter, all these you know, people from BNI, this the the credos givers gain. Well, as naturopathic doctors, we already want to give, and that's what I found. I was already giving referrals. I was already trying to help people. Mm -hmm. Oh, can I connect you to someone? Would you like to meet them? Oh, I think I have a patient for you, and sure, I could help your people. So why not be part of an organization where now you actually get to invest your time in coffee meetings that people are invested in you the same way you're going to be invested in them. Yeah. And, and then I know in the city, like once a year, we'll have a BNI cruise, for example. So then you're meeting people from other chapters and everyone has to put in an application and have references. So now you know, you're working with a higher vibration of people because a lot of the times when I was at these networking events, they'll literally hand you your their card and start talking to you yes. about themselves. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it, uh, like I was literally once handed a business card and they said, call me if you ever need a photographer. And I don't think I ever saw her face. <laughs> Well, the main reason why I kind of stopped doing a lot of the small networking groups is there was always people selling a product, a multi-level marketing product, something like that, and would get seriously offended when I said I wasn't going to support them because I don't support any multi-level marketing products at all. Like that's just part of my business structure. And I just said, you know what? Enough's enough. Like as soon as they found out that I was a naturopath, it's like dollar signs 
like lit up in their eyes. And I found that the caliber of the people I was networking with wasn't good enough for my time. So I'm thrilled to hear that you've had such a positive experience and the way you've approached it is so important too. And that's what my um, accountability coach right now is saying, you know, you don't go to a networking group to just show up. You, You want to go to have a purpose. So whether that's You know, every networking group I go to, I collect three business cards and follow up with three people. And that's like your goal for the night. Then that makes it more of a purpose than just going for the sake of going. So did you ever have anything like that, like any sort of mantra or like game or anything that you were trying to accomplish when you went to these networking groups? No. And I think that's probably where, you know, once again, in the beginning, it was just, yeah, um, you know, almost like that you keep getting optimistic every time. So just, I mean, my own, um, outlook on life has always been that optimistic aim for the top, but where things really started to change was once again, you listen to what people, like when, you know, when you talk about what you do, you know, and it's not just, Oh, I'm an naturopathic doctor. Here's my education. It's here's what my first visit looks like. Here's how I use nutrition and I do diet diaries and, you know, really getting into the process, which is something we don't always learn in school either. And it was when I was really able to say all of that, well, a lot of the people that I met the first year, now if you're seeing them again and they want to hear like, Oh yeah, how have you been doing? And all of a sudden those networking groups, weren't as random anymore because then too, when I joined BNI, I was like, all right, well, why bust my butt going to an evening event when I'm a morning person? So I think, you know, so it's also honoring like what time of day are you yeah. best? So don't like drinking at events because I want to be at my best. A lot of evening events, you know, how many people are walking around the glass of wine and, mm-hmm. you know, or there's a two drink minimum and, you know, it's, it's the end of the day. They're probably there to like pass out a few business cards and head back home. Right. So, yeah. So to me, BNI was both the investment of, you know, like it was my best time of day. And yeah, you're around dedicated professionals, generally. So, <laughs> so for those people that are just starting out again, if you could summarize some of the beginning steps for them to take action and this is what I would do, what would you say? Just get to as many networking events as possible, whether it's asking your friends to bring you to them, asking someone you know, because at least that way, if you are more of the introverted type, unsure of where to start, you already know that there's going to be someone there. And then as your confidence builds, you know, even go to networking events that seem totally outside your profession. So once again, you never know who you're going to meet. And then make sure you really know, you know, what you do and how you could shift your speech depending on who you talk to. Because you're still going to do the same thing, but how can you help out someone in corporate wellness? How could you, you know, compliment that yoga instructor? So really being able to shift depending on where your networking events are, and then at least having one or two that you have that continuity at, that you always know you can go back to. And always follow up. And always follow up. Yes, at least like a day or two later. Serena, I am so thrilled to hear how great that you're doing because literally when we started working together, you had nothing. Like you were just so fresh and starting out, and we put together the programs for you, and you've really just taken your practice 
by the balls and you're doing such amazing things and I'm so proud of you. And yeah. thank you again so much for coming on the show and sharing your networking success with everyone. If people wanted to get in touch with you, what are some of the best ways to do that? My website is drserenagoldstein.com. So it's Dr. Serena Goldstein. And I have a contact form there, so feel free to shoot me an email, whether it's from the medical side or just general networking. And I look forward to hearing from everyone. Perfect. Thank you so much again. Well, thank you. Bye. Bye. So I hope you now find networking not to be as scary a task as it might have otherwise seemed for you. And the most important thing that you can do is start to create an Excel spreadsheet Put all the networking groups that you can find, whether it's a meetup group or a Facebook group, or even if it's hosted by somebody else, it could be a mom meetup, it could be um, a bit bank meetup or something like that. You want to try to find all of these uh, communities that are near you and reach out to them and see if you can start coming to their networking groups. And or you may even want to think about signing up for the BNI as well, which although it's paid, definitely will help to pay for itself in the fact that you are going to be the only naturopath in that um, chapter and that can really help to promote your abilities to have those cross referrals with everybody in the group. Now the other thing is, is the execution part. So as I've been saying, sometimes getting things done isn't as easy as it should be and that's why I always like to leave you with actionable steps but sometimes you need someone to give you a push. So I hope that you found this podcast incredibly valuable, and I hope you're feeling inspired to take action and start to reach out to these networking groups and go and meet people, and maybe you need a wing person, which hopefully I can be there for you depending on where you live, um, but I'd love to hop on a free call with you and create that strategy and go through your elevator pitch and help you navigate these networking groups so it's not so scary and you feel that you really get something out of them as opposed to just wasting an hour or two of your time and having people just inundate you with their own information. We want to find a way to make you the star here and then have that spreadsheet so that we can also do our follow-up calls and create all of that together because you and I both know that while you're inspired now, as soon as you get off this podcast call or out of your car, wherever you are, you're most likely going to forget because life quickly rears its head and distracts us from what our goals are. So hop on the call with me. It's on maximizebusiness.ca. Click on the work with me tab and book your strategy call with me or just reach out to me personally in the contact function or on social media or whatever it is you want to do and we'll book you in on a time that works for both of us. But remember, I am here to 100% help you get things up and running and there is no more time to waste. We have to start taking action now. So take me up on my free strategy call and I look forward to talking to you there. I am Andrea Maxim with the Profitable Practice Podcast and I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you as always for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.